ears open? Yes. Are we starting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Hold yeah. On. Let me fix this headset one more time. Why is it being weird again? I don't understand. It might just be like a connection thing. There it is. Hello? 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 Testing one, two. All right, we're good. Sick. I think. Yeah, okay, we're good. All right, sick. <laughs> uh, while we're trying to crack open these beers, you want to do a quick introduction, just who you are, what you do? Yeah. Um, My name is Sebastian, and I... Uh, I'm a handyman, <laughs> as you can see. <laughs> no, uh, I'm Sebastian. I do e-commerce. Uh, I run an agency currently. I have a brand currently, and I have a YouTube channel and real estate on the side. Yeah. Yep. Big, big renovation guy. Yeah, big renovation guy. But this is actually not the hammer that I use at my house, but still. All right, I'm going to see if this works. Oh, my God. No way. Wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. Here. Awesome. Yeah, I'll probably hurt myself, honestly. That's just... The trend. Big trend. All right. Any smart people watching this? I don't know if this is true or not. Are you supposed to mix coffee and alcohol? Is that a bad idea? Probably not because one's a depressant and one is uh, the opposite of a depressant. But, you know, vodka Red Bulls are a thing. So, like, I think you should be good. Oh, hey, cheers. cheers I'm cheers. sipping. <laughs> cheers. I'm like, I'm like, it's probably not a good idea. It's all right. We'll be, we'll be good. We'll be wow. good. Extras are different, man. Oh, yeah. I figured you want the extras, not the low-cal bullshit. <laughs> you know me, man. You know me too well. So, um, you know, you mentioned you're a big business guy. Uh, but we talked about this on the car ride down here. I, I don't want this to be anything e-com related because um, I'm sure you get sick of talking about that shit a little bit. Yeah, uh, I do get a lot of e-com questions. Like I said, it's I talk about it all the time. And people are naturally curious. That's fine. But... Uh, like I was telling you in the car, I feel like I have so much more to offer. Yeah. Like I feel like there's so many things I know about aside from e-com and it's like e-com isn't even the thing I'm most proud of. Just like I said in the car, Yep. you know, so it's like, yeah, I like talking about other stuff as well, which is why I started my podcast. Yeah. So improper podcast. Improper. What's the name of this one? Uh, just Sarby studios. I don't have a fun name for it. Like Sarby you do. Studios. Yep. Yep. Sarby is like my little nickname, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I it's funny because you know, when we first started hanging out and talking, it was very like business related. But then like, as we started hanging out more, we talked more about like life and about like relationships. And I feel like I have just super deep random conversations with you, even though I see you like twice a year. So I thought it'd be more fun if we keep this based around kind of like, you know, you're a very aware guy. Um, how old are you again? 21. 21. Like for a 21 year old, like you're very aware of what's going on within yourself as well as kind of around in the world too and um just whenever i talk to you man it's just a it's a great experience so you know talk about some of the stuff that we were talking about in the car because i know you said you're big like physics guy big universe guy and i you didn't explain that i really want to know what you meant okay well first of all thank you i appreciate that um it's a nice compliment so thanks and yeah in terms of physics i uh i do get lost in in like some YouTube and research and stuff like that, just learning about it. I never took any classes about it, but I'm super interested about it, about space and everything. So I keep as close as I can. Like I'm always on like SpaceX updates. Like there's a channel I watch that doesn't get a whole lot of views. And every week it's like updates from Boca Chica, which is one of SpaceX's um, facilities where they're testing the new Starship, the, um, the SN5, or that's the one that they just tested, which actually uh, I think yesterday completed its 150-meter uh, hop, which is a huge milestone for that. So this spaceship that they're working on right now is, is the one that they're going to use to send astronauts to Mars. So they have, like, a lot of um, rockets, like Falcon Heavy, which is, like, for payload and, and, like, stuff like that. But this one is called Starship. So this is, like, 
a vehicle for people to get to Mars. It's going to be like the new space shuttle, like the updated one. So they just started working on it, designing it, and they're really accelerating the progress. So I've been keeping up with that because I really want to see everyone go to Mars, to be honest. I'm super curious. You're going to be one of the first people to buy a ticket there? I don't think so. You don't think so? Uh -uh. You wouldn't be one of the first people to Mars? No, I don't think so. I don't think I'm smart enough. You have to understand, these people. the first people that are going to be on, these are like top-of-the-line smartest people in the world. Well, I'm talking more about, like, they're going to send people to Mars to figure it out, but then they're going to send people to Mars to actually live right. there. Yeah. That's what I Maybe was Maybe in, like, 50 years, you can get, like, a ticket for, like, a couple hundred grand. You know? That's, I mean, you, you're going to be the guy that I'll be has 70. That. I mean, as you, oh, I, I guess it's true, yeah. I'll, I'll, I take care of myself, so <laughs> maybe I'll be in good shape when I'm 70. Maybe, if you're lucky. But yeah, just uh, keep, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it'd be wild to live on Mars, and it's really crazy to think that that's, like, pretty soon. I mean, 50 years isn't that long. Yeah, it's not. It might even be quicker. I mean, um, if you know what's going on with Neuralink, I talked about this in my first podcast, um, Elon Musk is working on that. And if they can do what they hope they, they or they promise they can do to the world, I think that that will exponentially increase the rate at which technology is growing currently. Yeah. So because the moment you close the bridge between uh, lack of communication or lack of understanding between two people, if I understand physics completely, which I don't, I, I don't know anything about it, I promise. But if I understood it completely and we both had Neuralink devices, I could communicate exactly what I'm thinking to you and you could understand it because you could just download that information. So you put that technology in a company like Tesla or SpaceX and what do you think they're going to do if their employees are communicating like that? Oh, they're going to they're gonna, take it to the moon. Right. They're going to just create the best product for the cheapest price and people are going to, it's going to just be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> how did you get a Tesla to be worth, you know, like whatever? Like, how is it so cheap to do this? Like, how do you come up with all these new ideas? It's because the communication, it's like like a hive mind. So a lot more will be able to get done. Production will skyrocket. So hopefully, if they could figure that out, which I think that's Elon's plan. I think oh, yeah. he's really focused on Neuralink because he knows that he can bring that to the rest of his businesses and just blow them up. So I'm, I'm like, rooting for him hardcore. I, I am too. But do you think there's any, like, backfire there? With Neuralink? Yeah, I mean, I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast all the time, and he's when he's high, he's always just like, oh, bro, like, you know, people are going to hack into your brain and, like, all this crazy stuff that just, like, is, impo like, not impossible to think about, but really crazy to think about. I mean, yeah, there could be something like that. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> there could be something like that, but honestly, it's so new that I don't think that's the first thing that's going to happen. People have to really start to grasp something new before they, like, know how to take advantage of it. Like, that's the internet, true. you couldn't, I mean, I guess that's true. Like, the internet did come out, and people were learning to make money now, but, like, e-commerce is blowing up now. Like, dropshipping, at least. Um, so it's like, people couldn't just take advantage of that before. Maybe they could, but they just didn't know. It took, like, 20 yeah. years since the internet has been created. You know, it all comes back to e-commerce right? <laughs> <laughs> for you Sorry, at least. You know? It's my brains. What's going through it? No, 100 percent. I mean, we're filming this, by the way. Thank you for letting me film this at your of warehouse or your nice booth. I, I'm just like rocking around with my little dinky T4i, <laughs> you know, camera and a little dinky mic that I bought for 60 bucks. So this is this is definitely a change of pace. And uh, we're at his warehouse where you run your brand and fill orders. Yeah, fill orders. I have to train someone after this. Jesus. Yes, I have to train an employee to start fulfilling picking and packing because I don't want to do it anymore. It was fun at first. It's cool to see, like I was saying, it's cool to like go through the laptop and be like, okay, this order this is like this is what they ordered. And you're like, and you go to the box and you pick it up and you put it and you take off the seal and you wrap it and like put on the label and everything and then you drop it off. It's fun. It's nice. And I, but it's like as it gets bigger, 
it's not going to be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, and I'm certainly not going to want to do it all day long. So. More, you're going to have more employees and more more employees, more problems, like all that stuff. That's but, the goal. Um, away from e-commerce, <clears throat> more talk about kind of your journey here. Because you, you have a really crazy story just in terms of kind of like your background, where you came from. And I want people to know that, obviously. And uh, like I said, st- straying away a little bit from e-commerce, more cool. talking about you as a person. Okay. So, well... I was born for my parents, so my parents had me. So wow, that's <laughs> amazing idea. But no, they uh, my parents grew grew up in Romania, which is I was at the time under like communist regime. It's called Ceausescu. You say that to any Romanian person, and they'll like like freak out like they saw a ghost. So they immigrated here when they were 18, 17, 18, 19 range, somewhere yeah. around that time. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> It's all uh, that coffee, man. I know. It's <laughs> a mixture of coffee and beer. It's weird. Um, they, they moved here when they were 17, 18. Then they got married shortly after. Um, we lived in Detroit. So I grew up there. I was born and raised in Detroit for half of my life. I moved to Arizona when I was 12. And I've been here with my mom. My dad still lives in Detroit. My parents are divorced. Um, with his family now. So, yeah, that's how I got to Arizona. Uh, I live in Arizona now. Um, what's next? Oh, yeah. We grew up super poor, obviously. So... Because we immigrated, my father, well, he was a very ambitious man. So actually, most people don't know this, but we actually would have been technically considered like upper, upper middle class when I was very young, when I don't remember it. Like my dad was, he had a net worth of over a million dollars. In when, in the U.S. or yeah, in? Yeah, okay. in the U.S. when I was a baby. So my family was technically like decently wealthy, like okay, like set off well. Um, but the problem was my dad had, had a construction company. So this is what he did. He he would build custom houses for people and then sell them. And then he started like branching out and like buying real estate, like apartments in Canada. He had a building. Uh, he had land that he, you know, just investments to buy future properties on or like sell, build houses on, whatever. Uh, and he had a lot of employees at one point. I think he had like 20 to 30 employees with this construction company. So he was doing really well, um, making a lot of money, but he over leveraged himself. He didn't have a lot of equity in, in these assets that he had. Oh, okay. Right around 2007 and 8. Oh, no, so dude. So he lost everything. And then that's also like my parents got divorced too. Um, so, and my, my father did not pay child support to my mom. So my mom took on all four kids. My father went off with his other wife um, and didn't help us really at all. I mean, he gave us money here and there. My mom would you know beg for it, but not as much as is legally required for sure. So my mom had to always be working. So she had two jobs. She used to work at Wendy's and she used to work as a house cleaner when I was young, as young as I could remember. And I saw that. And I like knew from the age of like seven, I don't, I'm just throwing out a number here, but very young. My earliest memories were of my mom stressing out. So naturally, you're going to get hardwired to never want to be like that. Because, you know, it's like when, when you're a kid and you go to your mom, you maybe you seek comfort, maybe you seek advice. And when she can't give that to you because she's stressed out, you know, after a few years, you just don't ever want to. You don't ever want to go and seek comfort and advice from her because you don't want to stretch her out because you feel bad. You're like, all right, you already know you're going through a bunch of shit. Like, I'll just deal with my own shit. So I stopped doing that, and that's why I'm hardwired the way I am. So that's why I think I got to the position I was. It's just because I think it was mostly environmental. Um, I don't think I'm, like, super special in any way like that. I think anybody watching this could do this. You had the entrepreneur genes from your dad. (laughs) That's true. That's true, actually. think that stuff kind of runs in the genes or – I don't know. So my mom, my mom told me a story about my dad that kind of surprised me. And sorry, he told me a story. Hey, hey. 
Yeah, I put it in. <laughs> we appreciate you, Bobby. How's it going? Good. You want to say hi? Yeah, I was on the phone with my lawyer. You can come say hi. Oh, you want to come say hi? Come speak into the microphone. Yeah, come. Wish we had three microphones. There is. There is. Yeah. Oh, I, sh- I don't have three headsets. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. Yeah. No, I was going to buy you a bottle of like, tequila or something, but I got COVID. Oh, you want a Corona? No, I'm not even drinking. I don't think so. Oh, okay. You guys want to drink, though. Oh, That's yeah. <laughs> Hey, appreciate you setting this up, by the way. Thanks, man. See ya. So my mom was telling me this story. We were going on a hike. And she said that my dad used to, like, go buy something from the market in Romania. Like, this is shit you see out of a movie. Like, you go to, like, the market in the morning to buy, like, milk and stuff. Like, they didn't have fridges or anything. Um, so he would go to the market and buy something, like tea bags or something, and then, like, play with them a little bit and then sell them for more. Like, repackage them or do something with them uh. and sell them for more. And it was, like, a hustle. So he told me he did that when he was young, like 12. And I was like, what? And I was surprised because when I was younger, when I first moved to Arizona, I was working at Taco Bell first. That was my first job. But I was also always hustling. So like, for example, I used to buy one of my like later hustles. Like my first one was selling muffins at school. Um, and then after that, I would buy go-karts off OfferUp that were in super shitty condition, super shitty. Oh. And I would, I would bring them back, clean them up, um, like wash them, repaint them, put like pool noodles. And they basically looked new. When I was done, and then I would sell them for like three hundred bucks profit. Damn! So I did that in high school. I built up. I built up enough money to buy a car, and then I started flipping cars. So by the time I was nineteen, I had already owned like six cars to my name. Yeah, not all at once, but like buy, sell, buy, sell. If you know how to flip cars, you can make a ton of money. Yeah, if you know what you're doing. Yeah, and uh, and so lucky enough, you know, from going from having no money when I was a senior in high school, I had a really nice G35. With like wheels and like it was manual. It's like one of the nicest cars. I don't cars. know cars. I don't oh. G35, like what brand? It's an Infinity. Okay. Yeah, it's an Infinity. It was super cool back then. But I was like one of the, like the third, the second person to have that car in my high school. But mine was nicer than the other one. Gotcha. And so like there was like everybody at high school knew what that car was. You know, they were yeah. like, oh, that's a sick car. Like I had a girlfriend at the time. And she's like, people would be like, yo, tell your boyfriend to let me drive his car. And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so I had that. And then. Uh, when I was 19, I had the G35. I ended up selling that. I bought a Saab. I crashed that, and then I ended up selling that. Well, I didn't crash. I just broke the oil pan. But uh, what am I getting to? Oh, yeah. So I had a Passat, or I had a, I bought a Ford Fusion. Okay, so after all these cars, I bought a Ford Fusion to daily. Then I bought an Audi A5, and then I bought my GTR. Yeah. So at one point, I had three cars, like to my name. Oh, like all three of them at all the same three. time? You didn't three, sell them? No. Oh. I had three cars when I was 19, when I started doing e-com. Yeah, and when did when did the e-com, I mean, I think it's important to add it to the story. When did the e-com stuff start popping off? Because I think you have a cool story about, like, you driving to work and, like, getting Shopify notifications or something like, I don't know, yeah. maybe I'm just ma- remembering something like. No, 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 that is part of the story. I'm sorry, I'm adjusting the headset again. It broke. No, you're good, you're good. So I got, I started watching YouTube videos because uh, I, I went to college, I dropped out two weeks after. And then <laughs> didn't even give it longer than two weeks. I didn't go to class. <laughs> so, so I did that. Um, okay. And uh, what was I saying? Yeah, I dropped out of college and then I got my real estate license. So I breezed through that. Real oh, quick. right. Okay. Yeah. And right as I got my license, I went on YouTube and I was like, all right, how do I make money in the meantime when I'm not selling houses? Because they only get paid on commission. So, and then I found dropshipping. Like the first thing I was like, how to make money online. The first video was Dan De Silva Trifunnels breaking down his thing. I watched a few videos. I found Roar again and found Thaddeus Strickland. Uh, what year is this again? Just give people context. Uh, it's late 2017. Late 
like August okay. 2017. So almost four, three years ago. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did that. And then um, I started my first store, went dog shit, started my second store using Thaddeus's advice with like selling a niche branded products, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Started selling like men's jewelry. Everybody was selling men's jewelry at the time, literally everyone. Um, and it did well. It did really well. So I was cool. And then the, that's the story where I was like paying influencers and it was kind of working sometimes, kind of not. But then I paid this one influencer and then he made me a lot of profit. So like I was telling you, I was a caregiver at the time because I, I had my license, but I, I was still needing to have income. So I, I was on the way to work, to like 10 minute drive. And I made like 70, 80 bucks on the way to, on the way to work, which is like almost as much as I would make for the next 12 hours working. Yeah. 10 bucks an hour. So I was blown away. By the end of the day, I made $400 from drop shipping made $120 from working. So I walked away with like, like just a little over half a thousand dollars. And I was like 19 and I was like, um, this is a lot. <laughs> like this is a lot of money. Especially at 19? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like $500 <laughs> in one day. Yeah. But so I, I pursued e-com and I started doing that and I was always like doing orders while I was also caregiving. So I was stacking money. Like every day was just like stacking, 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 stacking. And then that first Black Friday I made like two grand um, cause it was like right after I started e-com, it was like my first black Friday, I made like a decent amount of money, the Christmas and that, and then I started all my other stores and each store I started grew exponentially from the next store. Right. So, um, the first store was like a multi five figure store. Then the second store was just under hundred grand. And then the third store was like over a hundred grand. And then the one after that was like over a quarter million. Um, and yeah, so each store grew and I, as I learned more, I grew more and I grew more. And then obviously, you know, the, I was running two stores last Black Friday, but last Black Friday, I made 36,000 in revenue that day with everything that I did. So I remember three years ago, almost close to this day, you know, in a month from now, November, August, two months in November would have been my, I, my biggest day in life would have been 2K. And then last Black Friday, it was 36,000. So that's a two year difference from 2K to 36,000 in one day. And hopefully this Black Friday, we can do like at least 50. That'd be nuts. So that's crazy. I mean, some people won't, will make 36,000 a year. Yeah. And it's all revenue. It's not profit, right? Yeah, that's true. The profit true. on that day was 7,000, you know, so. Which is still good. <laughs> I'm not complaining. <laughs> it's better than some people are going to get in a month. Right? I'm not complaining. Yeah, it was a good day. Man. But yeah, wild ride. Super wild. That is wild. And I mean, your journey even from like, even from the time that I met you, which was, was that 2018? I'm guessing. I think 2018. Yeah. Yeah, because I met Claire first. Yeah. And then I met you through Claire. That's true. Oh yeah, I DM'd you, right? Did you? And then we got Chipotle. Yep. 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 Oh yeah, shit. That was a while ago. Yep. That was that was cool. That was really nice of you to. <laughs> I was just like, hey man, uh, <laughs> you know my sister. Can you? Uh, I'll buy you dinner or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I always did that. I like meeting up with people a lot. Not as I don't like doing it as much now because yeah. I I have my kind of respect my time mm-hmm. and I want to like just focus on myself and I'm busy but um, I really liked meeting up with people one time I, when I was still driving the Ford Fusion I drove it to Chipotle and like this guy saw me on YouTube and like he knew like he was he thought I was like a millionaire already and he like saw me pull up in like this beater Ford Fusion and, uh, and he had a nice Mustang and he's like oh I thought you had like the GTR or whatever I was like oh yeah it's at home I just didn't drive it like I don't know why I'm telling that story but it just came to mind <laughs> no no I mean like that's really nice of you to like meet up with people too yeah like I was, I remember you, you DM me back within like 10 minutes of me sending that. And you're like, yeah, can you meet in like an hour? And I was like, oh shit, I gotta like shower and get ready. And I was, I, my whole plan too was cause like, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to take this guy to like a fancy place and drop, you know, a couple hundred dollars, like whatever. Mm. And you were just like, 
let's go to Chipotle. Thank God I responded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saved you some money. Oh, you definitely did. <laughs> no, but um, talk a little, because we got into e-commerce. Talk a little bit about, because I feel like your journey has been very interesting in terms of from when you were successful in e-com, you try to teach people, and then you stepped back from teaching, and you've also kind of taken a back uh, step back from uh, like being on social media, and we've kind of talked a little bit about this, and you know, the effects of social media. Talk a little bit about that journey and just kind of um, more more about like the awareness that you're building up because I just love talking about like self-awareness and, um, you know, the the things that people need to know in order to just be like better humans. Like we were talking about this in the car, just knowing, um, you know, not letting your emotions take you over and all that. Yeah. I think Instagram is bad. Oh, big statement. I think Instagram I think people would agree with you too. is a bad app to have on your phone. I think Twitter is also bad uh, because, so here's the problem, okay? <laughs> I feel like we live in a time now where everybody feels the need to be perfect, which is why you see all these like movements behind like new ideas that are radical and don't make sense. I'm not going to say any movements, but just all these movements that are new and ridiculous. I feel like people need the, the feel the need to be perfect. So the, the question I ask myself is, why do people feel that need? Well, it's probably because they feel imperfect, right? That would be the, the cause of that effect. So why do people feel imperfect? Well, what has social media done to us? What has the internet done to us? Um, we constantly compare ourselves to other people. And when everybody wants to look like the best version of themselves, okay? So nobody's ever going to, if you work at a box company and you package boxes and somebody asks what you, what you do and say it's somebody cute, like a cute guy or cute girl, whatever your gender is, I don't care. Um, you're going to naturally want to tell them like, oh, like I'm a, you know, professional um, something, something, blah, 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 this major corporation, something, you know, yeah. just, you're going to try to like buff up, your, up. Yeah, literally you will, even though your job is boring. So people, my point is people want to just always show the best version of themselves. Nobody's ever going to be like, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. Like <laughs> I suck at relationships. I'm working. I drive a terrible car. Yeah. yeah. Like nobody's ever going to want to do that. So with social media, what happens naturally is you, your, your personality that exists on the internet will be the best version of you there is. It will be a highlight reel of the best things in your life. The thing about highlight reels is it's a very small percentage. It's like 2% of your life is your highlight reel. Not even that. Yeah. Like, you know, girls posting photos of them going out with their friends, like a majority of like it looking fun is just them taking that photo. Right. Which is a split second. Other Same than that, yeah. they're on their phones the entire party. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. Anyways, too. continue. Sorry. Yeah. So, and so you create this highlight reel. This is what happens. And then what happens is you compare your highlight reel to other people's highlight reel and you compare yourself to this identity on social media, another version of yourself, which is not yourself. And there's, there's disassociation now. It's like, okay, I have to be that person. That's always happy. That's always jacked. That's always has great relationships. Uh, and then if I'm like, I have to also compare myself to these other highlight reels, these other people that are beautiful and in fucking Cancun all the time and, yeah. you know, tan and have a bunch of money and nice cars. And so a lot of comparison happens. Well, Somebody smart once said that comparison is the thief of joy. I agree with that. So I deleted Instagram and I deleted Twitter and TikTok and I just have YouTube and Snapchat. Snapchat because I have my close friends on there and we talk. I think yep. it's a great way to keep in touch with them. 
and then YouTube because um, I just I have too many people right now that watch me and that I feel like I need to help them and I have so much information. I feel like a lot of people are following me and they're very passionate and even if they're going to be hearing this, they're going to be excited to, to sp- for me to speak on these things because um, I'm going through a lot that most people don't, right? Yeah. So I have a different life than most people. So I have to, in a sense, put something out there to help for now. But I will get off YouTube uh, maybe within a year two years tops, two years tops, I will get off YouTube. I'll make one last video saying goodbye, and that'll be it, and I'll move on. Holy <clears throat> damn. So, that, is that something you've said before? Like, No, not really. Really? Uh, Shit, you, heard it here, uh, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a personal goal, and I don't like to talk about my goals because if you talk about them, then you're going to get um, a feeling of accomplishment. You get excited when you talk about your goals. That's true. If you if you see an RA and you're like, oh, I'm going to own this, and you tell everybody, hey, I am, I'm going to get an RA, I'm going to get one, I'm going to get one, you just constantly are getting that dopamine that you expect to get when you buy the car, and uh, and then yeah, actually, statistically, you're less inclined to get it. So I don't talk about my I goals. I didn't know that. Yeah. Holy shit. Do you write down your goals every day? Uh-uh. No, really? So many people are like, write down your goals, manifest your goals, blah, blah, blah. You don't believe in that shit? I don't listen to anyone. About anything. Really? <laughs> no. Did you ever have like a mentor mentor? Like, no. No. Holy shit. I don't have anyone that I look up to, to be honest. That's so counterproductive to like, not counterproductive, like the opposite of what everybody in the space is like saying nowadays. You need a mentor. You That's because they just have something to sell you. That's true. Yeah. Wild. So I I look up to Elon Musk. I yeah. think he's a genius. Clearly. I oh, think, he is. And he, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if he's just a good human. Or if he just is really bored and he wants to see what he could take on. Either way, he's doing cool things. Do you, uh, this is actually something I was talking about um, with my buddy Ken. Do you believe humans can do things unselfishly? Like 100%? Like think about it like this. Like, uh, you know, um, you know, even like I'll be, I'll be straight up here. Even having you on a podcast, part of the reason why I want to do it is because you have a pretty large, large audience. And I know like we're pretty good friends. You'll probably push it on whatever like your social media or something. And I know people will probably see it. So there is like that selfish aspect. And I'm not afraid to admit it because like humans in general, like a lot of the shit that we do is selfish. The reason why you tell a loved one that you miss them is not just to let them know that, but also you expect to hear back, oh, I miss you too. Because in in your head that makes, release dopamine makes you feel good, whatever. Um, Do you think humans can 100% unselfishly do something for something else? Like in Elon's case, is he just doing this shit, you know, for the good of human, the human race or? I wish I could tell you. I have no idea. But (laughs) in terms of trying to answer your question, if humans can do things selfishly, I think that, question has a lot of correlation with the question do you have free will because if you could do Mm. something unselfishly it would be to go against your nature so do you have complete free will that's a huge discussion that i know nothing about we actually i had a a little debate with some friends for a few hours the other night about this and my opinion is that you don't for the most part i think most of you doesn't have free will but there is a small percent of you that does have free will. So I don't know what the exact percentage is, but I think like 90 to 95% of you is unconscious. It's subconscious. It's your brain working on autopilot. And then 5%, 5% is conscious, which is like, okay, I'm thinking about my thoughts. I'm thinking that I love Corona and coffee because they taste, you know, it's more conscious thoughts. I think that a small percentage of the conscious part of you has free will. 
in which you have the ability to make one decision or the other, and you could kind of choose, even though one is maybe better or worse for you. But then people will come in, and this is the argument, and I argue with myself about this, but it's like, okay, well, every decision you make, whatever you're hoping to, whatever you're hoping the outcome is of that decision is probably or 100% uh, like influenced by something in the past, like an event in the past or data or information from the past. So how much free will do you really actually have if every decision that you make is because of something you learned before? Like, for example, this is extremely surface level, but if you want an RA, if you want a nice car, um, it's most likely because you saw somebody else with that nice car and you saw other people that saw that and were impressed and you want to be that or it's because they people just tell you you should have it or because you want to fit in none of that that's that's not free will at all that's not free will that's you're doing something because of information and it's just a a process an electrical process in your brain that makes a connection in your head you're like okay i see people want that car so i want it one i see people like it when that person has that car and i want people to like it well, i want people to like me two that's two reasons to get it um, that car makes you more cool. That's another reason. That car does this and this, this and this and this. You know, celebrities drive it. This and there's plenty of reasons. And your brain will have all these connections. And therefore, you have this super strong desire to have an R8. And you're like, well, I just want it. No, you don't. Like, you want people to be impressed. Yeah, there's so many reasons that you don't even know is, is the reason you want that. And if you had true free will, if you had the ability to not be influenced by any of that data, would you still want the car? I don't know. So how much free will do you have? I don't know. I think it's a small percentage, but I think the way to, I think it's kind of like, like driving a massive vehicle and you could barely steer it in, in the right direction. That's like my analogy. It's like, okay, I can like, I can't make a right turn and I can't turn around, but I can barely steer it. And if I do that long enough, I can end up in a different area because of my decision. But then again, you have to ask yourself, well, where do where, where does my desire for those decisions come from? Is it from other people? Is it from influence? Like, you know, what, what the thing is to actually get it, you have to ask yourself like some pretty hard questions that you won't have the answers to. Yeah. Like, all right, well, who am I taking away any information that I've ever received in my life? Like who is Sebastian if he grew up like in a white room with nobody at all, no information? Like who would you be? That's a hard question. And you can't do that. It's unethical. Right. And I'm not going to do that. Like, I have to package orders. <laughs> you <laughs> so, got shit to do. <laughs> so... You have to ask yourself some difficult questions that often involve like an in, in, in invoke anxiety and all these things. So it's a rabbit hole most people shouldn't go down if they don't have to. But yeah, so I don't know about about bringing it back to selfishly. Do people do things unselfishly? I think it's possible, but I think most of your decisions are not are, are done selfishly. That's just human nature. Holy shit. That was, that was, yeah. See, that's why I fucking love hanging out with you because you just pull that shit out. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Dude, uh, I do want to ask because you men mentioned it, like anxiety. And you also mentioned it too when we were driving back from uh, your the place that you're renovating. Um, stress, anxiety, like things like that. Um, I feel like, you know, you know, you see your Instagram, right? You're standing next to your nice GTR, whatever. A lot of people, like, and like you said, it's the highlight reel, right? Um, but a lot of, people don't realize how high stress your life is. Like <laughs> you do so much shit. Like I remember you telling me about everything you were doing for your businesses. And I was like, when do you have time to fucking breathe? And so just, I, I don't know, talk about your experience with anxiety. Cause I feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, he's, he has a GTR. Like he's, he's, you know, living the high life with five different companies. Like he shouldn't be stressed. He shouldn't be anxious. He should be happy. Um, 
I actually do forget to breathe sometimes. <laughs> I forget to eat. This motherfucker, we had to stop at Starbucks because he hadn't eaten since what, like 12 p.m. yesterday? Yeah, it's been like 10 hours, I think, or like 12 hours. It's been long. I don't even know. I, I don't remember last time I ate, honestly. Um, but yeah, um, so stress. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm like super stressed out. I, I definitely put myself in like stress. It's like I'm not playing video games all day. Like I am doing things. But the thing is, as long as you continuously tackle the problems, the, the problems will come in small increments. So if you don't deal with a problem, it grows. And then it's a big problem and it's more stressful. Um, so if you learn how to deal with an issue as it comes up, it's usually going to be less of an issue now than it would be next week. So, for example, if you don't answer customer support email or you don't have somebody answering customer support emails, one day is fine. It's not a big deal. But at the end of the week, you're going to have a ton of unhappy people, chargebacks and whatever. Yep. So it's like I learned to to try to solve problems as fast as I can, as fast as they come up. So, and that's like reduces it reduces the amount of stress it caused me. Um, in terms of anxiety, I don't have a lot of problems with anxiety. I used to not believe anxiety. Um, I, I, I would say anxiety, depression, and happiness are all extremely similar in the sense that you can kind of choose and it like not like you can just choose like okay i'm not depressed anymore but it's it's more of a choice than anything like it's 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 if there is a percentage between how much of it's a choice and how much is not i would say more of it is a choice than not and that goes for um happiness as well so yeah so i can you elaborate on that a little bit because i think a lot of people would be listening to that like that's not fucking true like but I kind of agree with you. Like, I, I think, and I think it goes back to your driving example, right? Like, you can be on the path of being depressed, but consciously, like, do things that'll make you happy and do things that, um, you know, like the slow steering, right? Like, not, it's not like you can just, like, oh, I'm going to be happy, but it's like, okay, I need to do these things that are going to make me happy. I need to start doing things that I know are, are healthy for me, like eating healthier, um, you know, getting more sleep, working out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, okay. So for depressed people, I was depressed too. And, and I would be lying if I didn't say I didn't have bad days. Everybody has bad days where they're like, am I enough? Am I this? I'm human. You're human. We're all the same. We probably feel the same emotion. We all evolved from the same place. And I don't think we're that different from one another. I really don't. So, uh, in terms of depression and how to get past that, I would say the best thing you can do is to just, if you take care of yourself, if you, if you try to be someone for your, for, if you try to make the best version of yourself for the future self of yourself, like you will be happy in the future. So right now, if you start working, if you're depressed right now and you start working out and drinking more water and exercising, a week of that, you're not going to be happy. But if you do it for five months consistently and you completely change and you're very happy with that new version of you that you decided to become five months ago, you will be happy because you're like, I was sad, I did this for myself and now I'm better and I'm happy about that. So that's one thing. As long as you continue to do things for your future self, I think that at first it's going to be hard. It's the hardest at first because you're not going to feel a difference. Once you start seeing the difference, you'll start seeing a little bit more happiness. But as long as you continue without breaking the chain, you will continue to be happy. It's like, okay, I'm making right now I'm making a decision for myself six months in the future. Six months in the future, I'm going to be very thankful that I did that decision six months ago. But right now, that, now in that time period, I'm going to be making a decision for six months in the future. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy about the past, but I'm also working on the future. So at first, it's going to be hard. That's what I have to say about that. Um, and and I, I like I said, this is no research. This is nothing. This is just what I've gone through and what I've taken from it, what I've taken out of it. Um, so just taking care of yourself. I mean, most people probably don't get enough sun. Most people probably don't yeah. drink enough water. Most people probably don't sleep enough. And most people probably don't eat healthy food. So if you drink enough water, 
sleep enough hours, get enough sun, and eat healthy food, that is a huge, huge advantage in Head Start for you. Consistently. Consistently. Like, habit. Get used to it. Yep. I, this, I tell people to only eat foods with one ingredient. So, like, if, it, if a food has, let's just say three to make it easy, because some, whatever, like sea salt and nuts and whatever, I don't know. Yeah. But if you have foods that have more than 10 ingredients, don't eat them. If you have foods that have more than five, these are usually processed foods. Yep. Don't eat them. They're not good for you. So go to, you know, go get some pasture-raised eggs, some pasture-raised butter, leave dairy out, um, eat proper protein, eat meat, eat eggs, have a lot of protein. Um, just careful on the processed foods, careful on, like, the the breads and stuff like that. Eat rice, you know, just eat healthy, drink water. I think eating unhealthy well. is, like terrible for you because it, oh, it's yeah. meant it's a mental game too because yeah it might feel good in the moment but eventually you're gonna start being like oh man yeah. shouldn't eat that big mac or you know chicken nuggets because that's not gonna help me mm-hmm. you know look good feel good yeah the big thing is is the discipline too you and this is like my biggest struggle if i'm being honest <laughs> <laughs> like to to be able to put a snack down and stop eating it those people that you can just do it like that like you're good you know what I mean? But that's hard nowadays because we are so, we're so wired to just get gra- instant gratification. So it's like, it's hard to put snacks down. But I talked about this on my last episode too. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're depressed, it's it's good to, it's good to get those things in order first. And then do it for three months and see how you feel. I think the consistency, because I think habits are, the habits are everything. Habits are, you know, coming home and what what do you do the first five minutes that you come home from work? A lot of people, it's turn on the TV, maybe go grab a beer and, and like a bag of chips or something, right? It's not, hey, I'm going to go to my, my room and go grab my gym clothes and, you know, drink a, a you know a bottle of water before I go to the gym or something like that. Like everything is habits. Habits are, you know, going to sleep early, um, reading a book instead of watching Netflix for 20 minutes. Like, and those little things over time are what build up to being happier, being healthier. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like you said, we're wired for instant gratification. It's like, oh, if it's not going to help me feel good in the next hour, then I don't want it. Yeah. And I mean, going on with that, like I don't, so I did that when I, when I broke up with my girlfriend, I did absolutely zero things that are bad for me. Like I was on the biggest dopamine detox of my entire life. And that's not a good way to live either. That's, oh yeah. So to to come back if you're if you come from work one day and like no matter what you do you don't turn on the TV or like just using your example. Um after a while that will also become depressing. Mm-hmm. So you have to reward yourself and you have to it's all about like being compassionate to yourself. Is what I'm starting to learn. It's all about like being kind to yourself. Like you're like, "All right, listen, dude. If you go to the gym, if you go to the gym and you work out and you like burn 500 calories, then come back and eat a fucking snack. Have some M&Ms." But like don't go overboard. But just, like, reward yourself. Be happy. And then you do that, and you're like, all right, cool. And then if you stop and you don't overeat, tomorrow you'll be happy. And you're like, all right, I'm, I'm down to do that again. I'm down to go to the gym again. If you overeat, then you're going to be unhappy, and then it's a cause of mess. So it's about discipline. If you undereat, you're going to be unhappy as well, too, because yeah. you're going to feel grouchy and mm-hmm. be low energy. Yeah. yeah, it's all balance, man. It really is. You To be happy 100% of the time is completely ridiculous. That doesn't exist. That's not a thing. Yeah, I, I hate that. Like, people are like, oh, I just want to be, like, happy. Like, it, it's almost, too, you got to be sad in order to know that you're happy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're just, I mean, you hear all these stories about kids who have shit just handed to them, and they're just unsatisfied because eventually, like, the shit gets old because they don't know what those lows are in their life, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of interesting stories. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are really weird. Hey, what time are we at? Oh, I don't want to get in like Bobby's way or anything like that. Uh, it's three twenty-six. I'd say we're good for like maybe five more minutes. Five more minutes. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, then if you if you want to kind of wrap it up, I like to like end my podcast in terms of like, just what do you want to tell people? Like, what is there something inside of you? If anybody came up to you and was just like, "Yo, man, I need advice on life. I need advice on econ. It can be econ if you wanted to. Like, whatever. What is like that thing that you would tell them?" If I could give one piece of advice, it would be to, hmm, I'm going to think about this for a second because I want it, I want it to be good. Yeah, dude, for sure. So I would, I would say like, you shouldn't, in my opinion, because, okay, so people like the advice they give is, is often things they struggle with, right? So it's like my advice right now, and it's not something I struggle with. It's something that I've struggled with, struggled with. It's just to not blindly listen to, like, whatever people say. And just because somebody says something doesn't mean it's true. Like, my advice is to just question absolutely everything and to have a desire to learn things on your own and then to not adopt people's views on these things. So, for example, if somebody says, I'm vegan, and then you immediately reject it, I wouldn't do that. But open your mind up to it and think about it maybe even try it out. And if you don't like it, then you can say, I don't like it. I just, I like the taste of meat way too much. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, well now that's your idea and that's the way you feel about it. So maybe, I don't know, but maybe by doing that and having your own views on all these ideas because you've experienced them, everything you have, you don't just blindly follow anything that people say. I feel like you will have a more, a better sense of self. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. And then also like, you'll be more confident for sure. You can't, like, if, you, if you've if you tried it and you're like, yeah, I've tried it, just don't like it. Like, fuck off if you don't like that. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's so funny how many people say they like something specifically just because their friends like it. Right. So my advice is to just go out, try things for yourself, and then try to come up with your own perspectives on them. I think that's good. I think it's dangerous if you can't make your make up your own thoughts. or I mean, even just people who make up their own thoughts based off of one side or the other, not trying to make it, like, political or anything like that, but, I mean, this applies to everything, even with the veganism. Like, yeah. deep diving into it, thinking it's the best thing in the world, when, hey, there's a lot of health issues. Like, yeah. didn't some famous actor have, like, the sickest kidney stone ever because he was vegan for too long and, like, kale and I have no spinach idea. has, like, it has, like, shit in it that, that if you eat too much, like, just gives you the sickest kidney stones ever. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. But, like, it doesn't have to be vegan. Like, you're right. Like, surfing, for example. Surfing? Yeah, just, like, surfing on a wave. On a wave. Like, is it? Like, go, like, I don't know. Like, oh, oh, like, going surfing. Like yeah, you might, like, go oh, surfing. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know. Like, go try golf before you talk shit about it. Like, That's true. Go weightlift if you don't, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's funny how, how many people will just talk shit about something without even trying it first. Without even knowing anything about it, yeah. Yeah, they just see it. They see other people making fun of it, like horse girls or some shit they, like that. They do. People <laughs> do make fun of it, yeah, just because other people do. That desire to fit in, man. The social proof. Yeah. Seeing what other people are doing. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me, or uh, coming on my podcast and my podcast. <laughs> having me here at your warehouse, though, I really appreciate that as well. This is way more. All my other podcasts are going to be bunky. And <laughs> <laughs> just shot on some... Dinky little microphone. But, hey, uh, what do you want to shout out um, in terms of YouTube, um, both your podcast, both your regular one? I don't know if you even want to shout out your Instagram and Twitter, huh? <laughs> yeah, don't follow me on Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> Go subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's Sebastian Georgiou. And you can also subscribe to my podcast. It's Improper Podcast on YouTube. It's also, like, on my channel. So if you go to my channel, you'll find it. 
Yeah, that's it. You want to name drop some of the people that you're that you've had on and some of the people you're going to have on. Just so, so like we are going to have extremely cool people on the podcast. So Jared Goats is on there, and he's uh, he's done over eight figures, and he has his own crazy stuff. And Ride Clutch Tony is going to come on there. He owns Ride Clutch, and it's a big giveaway company. So those are the two I've scheduled. I have uh, Ricky Gutierrez is probably going to come on. Oh yeah, love so, that guy, dude. Yeah, so I'm going to try to get him on in a. Um, George Klein, the owner of Lux Phone Cases, did $10 million the first year. Um, and all these people, it's not like we're going to just be talking about money the whole time, but they're just interesting people. So Dude, you're going to have Bobby on here, right? Maybe. Maybe? Yeah. Maybe. Is he not one of like hop? He's, he's kind of done a social media detox too, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, sad. That man has some funny stories. Yeah. Maybe I'll have him on one day. Yeah, one day. I'm not opposed. <laughs> Sick. Hey, appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah. Yeah, guys, go check out his podcast. Go check out his YouTube channel. His YouTube channel is awesome. It just like if you're trying to learn anything business related, he's the man to go to. <laughs> um, but other than that, uh, I don't. I don't even know what I shout out at the end. Like rate this podcast. I can't tell you what stars, but drop a like. You know, drop a like if you're watching us on YouTube. Subscribe whether you're on YouTube or Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast. Share this with a friend, maybe. You know, somebody who <laughs> tag someone who needs this. Tag so. someone who needs this. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. All right, guys. Thank you so much, and we'll tune in next week. Thank you, man.